Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. I started studying the first part of the week, and it's just... uh, been one thing after another it seemed like it seemed like nothing was coming together and uh, so toward the last part of the week I, I felt like God was one night back in fact and in, in fact in in bed of it, when that's usually in three o'clock in the morning God begins to speak to me seems like I'm the morning person God is going to move Amen. And began to speak and put some ideas in my head and some things that bring together a message that I've been working on since, believe it or not, October. Just kind of disjointed notes here and there and wasn't really finished and felt like God wanted to do something with it. In fact, I'll just tell you, it's, uh, it was inspired back October the 21st, Brother Mason. Brother Mason done a series for us uh, on connection with God connection with the church connection with each other and then we had a connect meeting so during that time God began to speak to me about some things now I don't want to get shocked to give me that there wooden one even though I know that it'd be tall enough but just just man God began to deal with me. And it fit right together because we had an incident at our home that kind of helped it along a little bit. So the Lord began to deal with me a little bit more and then began to speak to me the other night. And uh, I'm going to be turning to Acts chapter number 16. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Hallelujah. I'll get all my tools together and then we'll preach a while and then we'll I believe God's going to speak to us tonight I feel he is I feel he's going to speak to us I believe we're in an hour that we need spoken to and I got to understand tonight that I'm just the messenger the message is not mine I can't take credit for the message brother Terry but it's from the Creator. I'm only a container. I contain the message, but it's His. Hallelujah. Acts chapter number 16. In your hearing tonight, Acts 16, I'm going to read two uh, verses of Scripture, two two texts tonight. And I may not hardly even go back to them after I once read them and began to talk about it a little bit. Acts 16, starting at verse number 16, and it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. 
But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out the same hour. And I want to turn to Proverbs chapter number 14. Proverbs 14. And verse number 14. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. And a good man shall be satisfied from himself. The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. A wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the fool rageth and is confident. Does that not sound like the world today? Man, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. God, that you would move tonight. I need your anointing tonight, Lord. God, I need you to speak through me. Lord, I don't want this to just be a message tonight, but God, I want to stir the hearts and the minds of your people. I want us to realize, God, the day and the hour that we're living in and we're not indispensable. God, it can happen to us the same as anybody else, Lord. That we're all vulnerable, God, to the things of this world, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Let me be the minister that I need to be for your glory tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, I want a good connection. You can be seated. I want to minister on this subject, a good connection. A good connection. A good connection. I began, as I began to look at Acts, the 16th chapter, and began to look at it. If you remember, I believe, what well, Pastor even related to that not real long ago. Amen. And talking about this lady, and she had a spirit of divination. And as I began to study that out, it says, or, or a python, serpent, a divining spirit. The, the original Greek for that word means it was a snake. Amen. <laughs> Brother Mason talked about the snake this morning. Here, I didn't know what he was going to talk about, but the Lord did. And when the snake was killed, it has been said that uh, that spirit inspired the priestess of the shrine that they worshipped, who suppose delivered revelations, truth if you please, or forecast the future if you please. Hallelujah. This is the backdrop of our text today. Paul became annoyed at her, not because what the girl said was untrue. She was speaking truth. But there was a spirit that came with it that was wrong. Amen. But because the girl was trying to be viewed 
as connected to truth. She wanted everybody to look at her and she was trying to be a part of what they were doing. Paul said, this ain't going to happen. We're not going to let this happen. She wanted to be a part of the true church. She was bringing her, she was a slave to men that were bringing much money to them by supposed telling truth, by soothsaying or fortune telling. And I'm going to tell you something. You can be connected to the church physically and still not be connected spiritually. Sister McGee and some of you that sat here may know who I'm talking about and I won't mention no names. He's long gone. But I remember someone in our first church that sat on the pew all the time that was there. I don't remember where that was still alive. I think, well, yeah, they were in the second church. But there was someone that sat on our pews every Sunday, listened to me teach Sunday school, listened to me preach. Was every time the doors was open, they were there. And they sat there and I had to preach this person's funeral. And he had never, ever, ever come and give his heart to God. It was so sad because I remember times, Sister McGee, when this person would shake the pews in front of them, him because he was so under conviction. Hallelujah. It wasn't that God wasn't trying his best to, to pull him in, but, but he refused to be a Christian. That's a sad thing when you do that. And I know of people that have sat in the church for years and done that and never ever found God. What a sad thing to hear truth all those years and never, never find God. So I can say this tonight that it may look like you're connected. You go to church. You go through the motions of worshiping. You may even help in the church. Come on. You may be a tithe payer, but your heart is not in it. Hallelujah. People may even accept you as connected. Come on. But you know you're not really connected. Come on. Come on. You know when you're doing wrong. You know when, when things are right, when things are wrong. But we're living in that day and hour. What I, what I, if I could ever get anything across tonight, it would be this. To watch out because the devil is after you. Come on. Come on. You that help and are real tonight... He's wanting you to become unreal. You that have backed the church all these years, if he could just get you to hang it up right now. Oh, he'd get so much out of it, Brother Terry and Sister Rhonda, if he could just get you to hang it up right now and say, I've had enough, I'm through. But he's not expecting you to do that. So what he's going to do is work on you a little at a time. He sends affliction your way, Brother Terry, to drag you down and discourage you. He sends diabetes my way. He sends heart problems my way. He, hands, he sends, Sister McGee sends heart problems her way. He starts working on us a little at a time, hoping that he can some way persuade you that it's not worth it. Come on now. 
Hallelujah. And we're living in that generation today that it seems like we're living in a generation that don't hadn't even got enough zap to even work. Don't want to work. I know because I've got I've got two guys in my church that are over people. I've got two son-in-laws that deal with this all the time. Amen. I realize there's people that can't work, and I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about some that does not want to work. And I'm talking about some in church, amen, that want to do things. Maybe they're not able to do things. I understand that. That's all right. There's going to be that in the church. But I'm going to tell you, us that are able to work and all of you that are able to work, if the enemy can talk you out of working and helping the church, he's going to do it. If he can get you to go down the other road and say, it's not for me. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In fact, he's going to make you feel so rotten that I'm no good and... I can't do it, and, you know, just anything he can do to discourage you, he's going to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. The crowd could have looked at this lady that day and said, she's really helping the message. She's, she's a back in the ministry. Buddy, I'm telling you, she's the real thing. But she was really trying to draw them away from the Word of God. Come on. Come on, she's driving. She was going to get her own crowd. She was going to make some money. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you, the enemy is at work today. He wants you all to come to church and act like just one of the others, but he don't want you to get involved. But I thank God for a church tonight that's involved. Come on, I feel the presence of the Lord in this service tonight. God was moving in this place. Whenever the, the music and the songs was being sung, I felt a spirit in here of worship. There was people that were starting to get loose. Oh, whoo, glory. Hallelujah. I was getting loose. I was feeling good. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Don't ever set back. And let the devil tell you that you're not right. Oh, come on. Don't let him ever tell you that it's wrong for you to worship. You're not acting right. You're not doing right. Come on. If he's telling you that, you need to just get with it some more. Come on. Hallelujah. Instead of just single time it, you need to double time it. Come on. Because that's the enemy. He don't want you to worship. I said he don't want you to worship. Rex Johnson made a statement one time, and it's never got out of my mind, Brother Mason. He said, don't ever let the devil find you when you're not worshiping God. Oh, come on. I come to church to worship. I come to church to praise him. I don't want the devil to find me when I'm not worshiping. Oh, I feel him in here tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She was trying to distract from the Word of God. Come on, there, there is a spirit that's in the church today, and I'm not saying it's a person. I'm saying there's a spirit that comes to church, and it don't want you to worship. It may not be the person sitting beside you. It may not be nothing. 
But there is a spirit, Brother Terry, I guarantee you, that comes to church with you sometime. And it says, Brother Terry, you don't even feel like being here tonight. You don't feel like worshiping. You don't feel like getting up doing anything. I, I might as well have just been home. That's what he's telling you. He wants you to believe that. But I'm going to tell you, I've seen a many a person that got healed when they got up and began to worship. Hallelujah. I've seen a many a people touched by the Holy Ghost when they began to worship God in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want a good connection. Hallelujah. I want to feel his presence. Hallelujah. It pays, it pays to be connected. Oh, I don't want to be fooled. Come on. I want to be connected. And Paul used the connection that he had with God. Amen. To discern the spirit of this lady. Thank God for discernment. We need to seek for discernment. Come on. It's good to give messages in tongues, but we need to pray that God would let us interpret that message. Yeah, come on, church. When we get to the place that we can give a message in tongues, it's time to start praying for the interpretation then. Come on, God. You've blessed me with the message. Now just give me the interpretation. Come on. That's something that is, God has blessed in this church, and it's been used and used so many times. But I think we've come to the place where people sometimes are afraid to move into that spirit, Brother Mason, because it's like, well, is this the right time? Is this right, in fact? Am, am, I, am what I'm feeling to say, is it right? You need to forget it. If you feel to say it, you need to say it. Come on, church. The devil's going to tell you not to say it, but God isn't going to tell you that. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It pays to be connected. Glory. You can discern the evil spirits from the good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we're not careful, our spiritual immune system, everybody said the Holy Ghost, will be attacked and infected by the enemy until our connection grows weak. You don't backslide overnight. Brother Terry, most of the people that I've seen backslide, what they first done was kind of turned loose of their position in church. We need more time with their family, or we need more this, or we need more that. And what that was was just a start. And they come on coming to church. They come on, they pay their tithes, they, they just like they always did, but you can tell there's something different. Things aren't right. Come on, yeah, you've seen that. How many seen that? It's scary when somebody starts stepping backwards out of the church and giving up positions. It's scary. I start worrying about what's going to happen next. What's it going to be next? And little by little, you'll see things start to change in their life. They start missing church once in a while. Come on. They slow down on their worship now. They've, they've kind of backed off from that a little bit. They're kind of, they don't go to the prayer room like they used to. Come on. You know what I'm saying. They're slowly backsliding. It isn't happening just overnight. Yeah, we're living in that era today where it's hard to keep people coming to church. 
Sister Sheila, the first and second church, it wasn't hard to keep people at church. But Mason, they were scared to death to miss because somebody might get the Holy Ghost. You know, it could happen like it did in the first church when, without one song being sung, without ever picking up the guitar and starting to sing. Six people, one right after another, received the gift of the Holy Ghost, one right after another. One man on the back pew, the doctor told him not to get excited. He's 76 years old. And the Lord filled him with the Holy Ghost while he was sitting on the pew. Come on, I'm talking about what God does. But if we're not careful, we let him steal us a blessing from us. Come on. He takes what's ours. And we allow him to. Come on. I said we allow him to. He cannot do it without us allowing him to. God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. I know what I'm talking about, see, because I've went through it since heart surgery. I've, I've been down that road where he's tried to steal from me. He's come to steal, to kill, and destroy. See, the last thing he wants to do is destroy you. He wants to take you out. Come on, he don't want you to serve God no more. And we have watched them one by one from this church that has went out that way. They come to kill, to steal, and destroy. See, he don't do the killing till the last. Come on, he works on you. He keeps you home. He makes you say, well, it's, it's, you know, I'm feeling bad tonight. I've got a good reason to stay home. So you stay home. And what you've done was you just missed out on something because God had something for you that night. And you bypassed what God had for you. If we're not careful after a while, we have missed so many times of that that we have lost ground. And now we're not gaining anything back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our, our spiritual immune system is attacked. And our connection grows weaker and weaker until finally we lose our connection. People usually lose their connection before they ever leave the church. They've done lost it. It's done gone. They don't feel anything anymore. I remember Sister Nadine so many times. She was always worrying. She'd say, Bubby, I just don't feel like I used to. I don't feel it. I want to feel it. You know, sometimes God puts us through a place not feeling it for a purpose. You know what? We get so, we get so caught up in feeling it that we don't know what it is not to feel it. And this church has been blessed that way over the years. We have had revival after revival. God has moved, and, and we were just talking about it before. Maybe it was this morning. I'm not sure. But in uh, 1996, after Mama died in December, God began to pour out Mama's prayers, and God, our, our family began to come in one right after another. Twenty-eight people come to the altar we're filled with the Holy Ghost, and we baptized them in Jesus' name in 1996. What a great year that was. And it didn't stop there. It kept going. Maybe not as many, but it wasn't nothing on a Sunday morning, Brother Mason, for somebody to receive the Holy Ghost. It was, it was not unusual for us to have a special minister. I remember our pastor uh, that used to be our pastor, Brother Sizemore, Sister Sizemore, that was there on a weekend and on a Sunday morning, and there were some people that received the Holy Ghost while he was there. He didn't even get a preach. 
Come on, church. I'm talking about what God will do. But if we're not careful, we bypass what he wants to do because we weren't there to receive it. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I don't want to miss out on what God's got for me. Nobody wanted to miss. They wanted to get there and pray in the prayer room early. We didn't. Come on, you had to have the doors unlocked an hour before because people was hitting the prayer rooms. They was praying. And when church started, it was, in fact, you might just, you just started church in a prayer room and you brought it on into the sanctuary. And God began to move and take over. The second, the first or second song, there was people running the aisles. Come on, come on. There was a church march about the second song and the whole church was marching. On a Tuesday night, before we ever went to Wednesday night, on Tuesday night service, I can remember coming in many a time and you could just kind of feel the heaviness that people were sick and didn't feel good. And the Lord would say, why don't you just pray for him first? And we had prayer meeting at the beginning and God would move and take care of it. Amen. And then we had church. After people felt good. Come on, church. I'm telling you, the enemy wants to shut the church down. Come on. He wants to take you out of circulation and let you not be a part of the church. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And we're in that spot tonight. If we're not careful, the enemy's going to take more out of our midst and we got to put a guard up at our doors, church. Hallelujah. Oh, we need some doorkeepers that'll keep the house of God. Hallelujah. You, you, we've, we finally become the place that we're going through the motions. And there's no feeling. Come on. No feeling anymore. I get worried when I can't feel him. Hallelujah. I remember... Brother Anthony Magan, he's talking about when he was a little boy. He said, the old minister, the old man of God used to sit in our house and said, I'd say something to mama that wasn't right. So he'd say, come here, Anthony, you come here. He said, okay, Anthony. He said, you get out and you kneel down right here before me. And say, so he put his hand on me. He'd start rebuking the devil. He'd start praying for me. He said, come on, Anthony, speak in tongues. Speak in tongues, Anthony. And he said he wasn't about to let me go until I began to speak in tongues. You know what? We need to pray till we pray through. Come on. I don't know about you, but it takes more than a five-minute prayer for me sometimes. I come to this church this afternoon and I was praying in my office and, and it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't doing, going any place, Brother Mason. I come out here and I got down on my knees and I, then that wasn't good enough and I laid down on this, on this platform and I began to pray until God began to put words in my mouth. And when I got up from there, I started walking around this church and I started praying for the pews that God would fill them. Oh, hallelujah. I prayed for the 2,900 in this city that never darkens a church door. Come on. If we've got 2,900 in this city that never darkens a church door, God help us to get them. If the first wave of revival is going to be those that's coming back, the backsliders. Hallelujah. Remember that being preached just this year? Brother Moffin come and preached it. The first wave of revival was going to be the backsliders, the, the prodigals coming back home. My Lord. Hallelujah. I'm feeling it. You know why? 
Because thank God there's one of them sitting right there on the pew by Sister McGee. Come on. This young lady received the Holy Ghost many years ago. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She's went through a lot of things, but all at once a name comes to her mind. And it was, a, it was a, the, the two twins that used to sing all the time at school. Where's them McGee twins? She began to hunt them down. And the Lord brought them, brought Roberta to her in the Dollar Tree of all places. When they're at Walmart, you know, where they sell it all. And he and, and brother, brother Mason back there, Brother Alex says, Mama, we need, I need to go to the Dollar Tree. So they're going to get there before it closes. And who do you think they run into? Sister Lena back there. Come on. It was all sought out. God put it all in order. Come on, church. If they hadn't listened to that, that told them to go to the other store, they'd have missed out on that. But I'm telling you, God wanted Lena here for a purpose. She needed deliverance, and God wants to give it to her. Oh, I need to tell somebody, you're not here by accident. You're not an accident in this church. Come on. You are a saint that God set here. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Ah, I better get busy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It happens so gradual. We don't recognize it's happening. There's been a few times that I've even brought it up. I see that individual and say, are you all right? You know, the countenance changes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I'm fine. Yeah. You know what? My spirit said, no, you're not. You're going through something. There's something you're going through. You need help right now. You need something. How many times have we bypassed that and just kind of throwed it off when the Lord's dealing with somebody and saying, hey, you need some help, don't you? I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I'm not speaking to one or two. I'm speaking to a church tonight. This thing we need to watch. I'm going to tell you, I'm a mechanic for 33 years, so I'm not a, I know what I'm talking about. A battery can have enough power to turn on your lights and still not have enough power to start your car. You hit that old starter and it goes, or it goes, granddaughter called me the other day she said papa it took me probably 10 12 times to get my car started she didn't want to start she said making this noise i said like this she said yeah that's what it was i said you better clean your battery terminals come on you're losing connection come on there's a lot of people that come to church and they can't worship all they can go is they haven't got enough to get it going. It haven't, they've not backslid. Come on. They're not dead yet, but they're close to it. Come on. The enemy's attacking them up till he thinks I've about got them now. I'll just short them out. Come on. I'll kill it completely. I'll do away with it. I'll just, I'll just do away with them. I'll destroy them. Oh, oh yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Some of them miss, miss church to the place that your battery is low. You're not dead, but your battery's low. Ever notice? People, they, they miss once in a while. And the next thing you know, they're missing one of the services a week. And the next thing you know, they're only half singing the songs. And the next thing you know, they're not singing at all, Brother Mason. Even the Spirit of God and people moving out here across the front. And the Lord's doing things. And they're sitting there like a knot on the log because they haven't got any feeling. I'm worried, church. We're in this state right now. And Mount Carmel don't need a dead, another dead church. We need one alive. Oh, oh. come on. We don't need a pa- come on, we don't need a python speaking to our people prophecies. We need a real man of God that's filled full of the Holy Ghost. I say feel full of the Holy Ghost because I want you to understand any place in Scripture in the New Testament when they hunted somebody to help in the church, Brother Mason, it always said, get somebody filled full of the Holy Ghost. Well, the only way you know a glass is full of water is when it starts running over. Come on. We can say, I'll fill your glass up, but it's not really full and still and until it starts trickling over the edge. Come on. Hallelujah. Our pastor used to tell us, you're not ready to go out and preach. You're not ready to go out and do anything until you can do something about the pew you're sitting on. You got to, come on, brother. Yeah, come on, brother Terry. He said, if you can't fill your pew, you're not ready to go out and evangelize. You ain't winning no souls yet. Come on. You're stagnant on the pew. We got people that stagnant on the pew. They're not soul winners. They could be, but they're not. They've lost it. Oh, God, help me, Lord. I had to do something about myself in the last four and a half years. Come on, I had to do something about me. I hadn't quit praying. I got to a place I couldn't read my Bible. That scared me to death. Man, I began to read my Bible. In fact, I began to double time it. I got to the place, Brother Mason, I thought, I got to get... Back to the place to have a love for the Word of God that I will not go without it a day. I don't care. Even if I've just got to sit and read it over and over, I'm going to do it. So one year, just a few years ago, I remember that I told myself, just to make sure that the devil knows I still love the Word of God, I'm going to see if I can read it through in six months. And I did, by the help of the Lord. And I so far behind this year, I didn't think I'd ever catch up. And I done finished it up back some weeks ago. Come on, church. I still got a love for the Word of God. But the devil tried to make me believe your preaching is done. Come on. The anointing is gone from you. The gifts of the Spirit are gone from you. You don't even want to read the Word no more. I'm back to loving God. I'm back to loving the Word of God. I'm loving to preach. Come on. I still feel His presence. But if I listened to him, I'd just sit down and forgot it. It was demonic. It was the spirit of Python. Let me tell you, that old 
slippery, slinky devil. He's searching you out. Come on. He's slipping in every place he can find. He knows your weak spot. It's called the besetting sin. Every one of us have got one. Yeah, does he deal with you? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. He knows where mine is, and he starts talking to me, and he reminds you. You ever notice he always reminds you of your past? Yeah, Brother Mason, he takes you back to when you were young and what all you'd done wrong. But I learned a long time ago, when he starts reminding me of my past, I start reminding him of his future. Oh, hallelujah. He don't have a future, but I have. Woo! I'm going out of here one of these days. The trumpet is sound, and the dead in Christ is going to rise first. And them which are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 If you're not careful, you lose your connection. Oh, yeah. I know this, this, this cross, it's an old rugged cross. It really is. See, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. I don't know about you, but I, I found out there were some things that I needed to work my way back. I'm going to tell you what you need to work your way back to God. This is the greatest tools you can ever get to restore you. It's prayer. That's your greatest weapon right there, prayer. Then you've got to have this couplet with the Word of God. And I know, and this is the first place we lose it, but this, this is terrible. The church. You need these three, three things to work your way back to God. And I'm sorry, you'll never do it without the church. You'll never do it without a pastor. You'll never do it without a Sunday school teacher. Come on. You'll never do it without brothers and sisters to help you. Because he's designed the church as members. And we're all members of one body. And I can't make it without you. And you can't make it without me. Come on. You may be a thumb and I may be a little finger. But all these other members of the body has got to work together. Come on. And until we start working together, we're never going to have a church like God wants. Come on. Hallelujah. Somebody gives messages in tongues. Somebody else interprets. Come on. Somebody's a preacher. Somebody's a teacher. Come on. Somebody's a singer. Somebody's a worshiper. Somebody's a janitor. Come on. Somebody carries the water. Come on, church. Oh, glory. Come on. Somebody cleans the toilets. Hey, I'm going to tell you, when you're pastor, you got to do all that. Oh, stay with me a little while, will you? Okay. I'm going to, I got to get some tools, get busy here, y'all. Thank you, Jesus. I'll take this apart and then we'll do something. 
tell you what happens. It's been, I don't remember how long ago, but it's been a while back. I'm not sure, it might have been, I think it was before, maybe, or right after Brother Mason had done this series about the connection. Sister McGee got up, and I think it was the morning, the best I remember. She got up in the morning, and she was going to fix something for breakfast. And on one side of her kitchen, Brother Terry, none of the receptacles, there's three receptacles over there, none of them worked. They quit. She was using her microwave, and all at once it just quit. Man, I thought, oh, well, she's kicked a circuit breaker. Got too much on. So I went back to the box, and circuit breaker's working. So I thought, oh. So I went and got, you know, the electrician I am, I went and got the old meter, and I went back to the box back there. So I checked it. The breaker was getting juice through it, but there was none at the, at the receptacle. Man, I started looking around. I started pulling receptacles out. I pulled three of them out. The last one I pulled out, I, I was checking them with the meter, see if there's any juice. When I got the last one and put the old prongs in there, there was nothing coming out. There wasn't nothing coming out of any of them. In fact, all three of them, they were dead. I thought, hmm, something wrong here. Now where'd I go? I got to the place, instead of checking for a, a little bit, I even, I even called Brother, Brother Sutton. I said, Brother Sutton, I, I may need you to come and, and check me out here. He said, well, I can do it tomorrow. I said, okay, I'll, I'll let you know. So I just did. He wouldn't, it, I wouldn't quit. I'm not a quitter. I hate to quit something. I, I don't like something beating me. So I started pulling out receptacles again. I got this one receptacle and started looking at it. And, and it had, I don't know where see that they see those little holes right there little holes well see some of your older receptacles used to do that a lot they put just a hole in there and you push your wire in there and a little spring under there would connect it to it and to get that wire to get that to come back out of there there's another little hole below there a little, little old screwdriver and you push in you pull the wire out well, you've got to understand that the home we live in is, is old. That, that, that mobile home is an 84 model. It's got copper wire and all that. So I thought, hmm, maybe. So instead of me going and pushing the screwdriver and pulling out, I got this bright idea, you know. My, the bulb lit up up here. And so I got my needle nose pliers, you know, that's, insulated and I got to hold that wire and tried to pull it out and it quit but all at once everything started working so I took the other wire and I pulled on it everything was working one receptacle because all the others fed off of this one receptacle everything died but when I pulled on that it reconnected to the spring see what happens over a period of years when you push that wire in there, that little spring it holds against there, after a while it heats up so many times that it loses its tension. And until I pulled on it, it did not make connection. Come on, church. You hear me? 
Believe it or not, the receptacle had not even been hot enough to even show it. Now, to show you how much I get on the ball and do things, it's still there. I've got no new receptacles. I haven't got them in yet. It's still working. It's a God thing. It made connection. Come on, church. If you understand what I'm saying, some of you have been disconnected, and somebody needs to grab a hold of you and pull a little bit. We need to connect you back to the church. Come on. Don't lose your connection. Let somebody pull you in a little bit. Let it grab a hold one more time on you. Hallelujah. Well, glory. Hallelujah. Well, Jesus. I'm about ready to start to work now. Hallelujah. Loose connection. Everybody said loose connection. Now, I want to tell you this. It looked connected. It felt connected. But there was not enough current coming through it that it would even move the gauge. It wouldn't run anything, Brother Mason. I would not have known that had I not had the proper tool, the meter, to check it. Come on. You ain't even getting it yet. I said, and else I'd had the meter to check it with. Let me tell you, God puts people in your mind, in your life to know where you're at. And when they speak to you, they got a reason and do it because God's showing them something that you need some help. Come on, you need not to turn down help that you need. My God, I'm feeling this. Hallelujah. You're, come on, you're. I thank God for you. I thank God for all of you that are here tonight. And when you're not here, you're missed. But the devil don't want you to think that. He wants to think that nobody cares for you and they care less whether you're here or not. Well, glory. I don't want Man, if I don't hurry up, it's going to be up here over a while. Glory. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something. You can grab somebody's hand and you can hold on as tight as you can. Hang on there, Brother Pat. But you know what? There's only so long I can do that. Because after a while, you know what's going to happen to me and you? We're going to lose our grip. You know what the devil wants? He wants to hold on to you long enough till you lose your grip and then he's going to let you go and just let you go on and fall. And you better help. You better hope that you've got a brother or sister that recognizes where you're at and won't let go. Come on. I've seen God try to nudge people and get them back in. And they wouldn't listen. They wouldn't heed the call. Come on. He's even told him, you need to go to church tonight. You didn't. You missed what God had for you. Oh, Jesus. Well, I better hurry up and get going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You'll start losing your grip. Strength dwindles and the connection weakens. And the first thing you know, you'll lose it. I got some tools out here. 
See, you may need some tools to get back where you was. I don't give you the tools. Prayer, the Word of God, and the church. I'll give you the tools. But now we're going to do it on the natural side. I needed, I needed a cross. I need a ladder, and I need some tools. Because I'm going to fix some connections. May, get a, may need a ladder, see, because if you're going to ever get reconnected, you're going to have to climb up. You can't lay down on the floor and just give up and say it's enough. For, for you to get reconnected, come on. For you to get reconnected, you're going to have to climb up. You're going to have to climb up. Come on. Come on. i got to climb up higher. When I fall, I shall arise. And I'm sorry, but I've always preached it this way. When I fall, I'm going to get back up so quick that you're not sure I even fell. Did he or did he not fall? Because when I fall, in the same instant that I fall, I'm planning on getting right back up. And Brother Terry, I'm sorry, but I'm not planning on going back to where I was, but I'm going up higher. Come on. I'm going to go to a new place in God. I'm going to go a step farther because the devil wants to smack dab take you to the ground. But if we'll keep on climbing, if we'll get back up and keep on climbing. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to get reconnected, don't you? So I'm going up higher. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need, we need spiritual tools and we need regular tools. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. Praise God. Now you understand, I didn't, want to, I didn't want to bring big tools in here, so... I brought something that works, and it's it. All right. All right. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all, whether you know it or not, like Christy, that black wire is the hot. There's your neutral, and there's your ground. Want to take these things? This is the hot side. I want to wrap it around. You know, this is where we need to be. The church. We need to make a good connection. We want to. We don't want to. You just stick that wire in there and hope it makes a connection. We want to fix it to where it's going to. We know it's good connection. I brought I brought my my screwdriver, you know, it'll stand six hundred volts. I don't want to get shot. So, you know, because this is Jesus is the center. You hear me? I said Jesus is the center. You notice there's nothing coming in this box that's only coming out. You don't need anything but Jesus. Everybody say he's the source. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to do one, just, to, just so you understand. I'm going to get this other wire in here. I'll, I'll, put this, I'll put this neutral wire in here now. 
See, I want to let you know. You notice there's no main box, only Jesus. It's always connected. If there's any that's disconnecting, it's you that does it. You disconnect from him, not him from you. See, I wrap that wire around her, and you notice that the, the more I tighten it, the more it's going to wrap it around. I didn't wrap it the other way because it'll take it, un, it'll unwind it. I want it to be wound on there and tight. I know you're thinking that guy's an electrician. Well, let's see this. I've got buyers. I'm going to take this ground and put it on. You need ground. We don't, we don't ground, ground that wire. One of these days, you know, I wish you had it. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say I want it connected. I want a good connection. Sir, I want a good connection. Now see, we've got that fixed up now, and we can put that back in there. You get the idea? Uh-huh. Y'all get an idea? Right. I could put that all the way back in there and, and fix it up, but I'm not going to. Because of time, I'm not going to. Oh, there's what happens sometimes. Bad connection. Hey, I made it better. Shuck that battery up so much it was ready to do something. This is the old rugged cross. See, it's leaning a little bit. If you'll notice that bottom, it's not in very good shape. See, I never made no cuts. I just found something back here and I slipped it together real quick. Brother Mike coming. I had didn't have enough screws here or there, and he he brought me a few things and needed a few of these to put up there. Amen. But I wanted to build it just like I felt to do because God began to deal with me. Your your house is a good example. Why don't you just use that? Glory. So I want I want you all to I want you all to see that Jesus is the center of it all. Jesus be the center of it all. Huh? He'll be the center of it all. And it's leaning a little bit. And you know, I don't think they cared when they dropped that cross down in the ground, whether it was standing up straight or not. They didn't care. They didn't care. That, that, that lumber is crooked, so uh, we made a little allowance for that and set it kind of just where it would be straight for you to look at. Hallelujah. Church, I'm telling you, we need to have a good connection. Hallelujah. Oh, God is in the midst of us. Hallelujah. I want you to know, and I'm about ready to close. Brother Mason, you can come. It was not, you listen to me. I said it was not the beauty of the first and the second churches that brought people to them. But it was the connection. It was the connection. It was the Spirit of God that was in our midst that brought people there. Now, I'm going to ask you a question tonight. And this altar is open. 
I want to ask you, are you really connected? Are you really just going through the motion? You may not have lost it. I don't think you are because you're here tonight. But I'm going to tell you, the devil's working on you. You know, we can't win souls until we get ourselves right. God's waiting on the church to get ready. Brother Pat, I guarantee you've grown weak a little bit by being out. He's ready to get your way back to church, wasn't you? I'm going to tell you, church, there's some of us sitting in here that the devil's, he's got a, He's got something out on your life right now. He'd like to take you under. Let's stand. This is open. This altar is open today. If you haven't got a good connection, I want you to get one. I don't want you nobody to lose out with God. I want my brothers and sisters all to make it heaven. I want you to, what I'd done tonight was made the connection sure. I wanted to make sure it was right. We wrapped it around there and we tightened it up. I, did, I didn't use pushing it in and hoping that spring would never lose its tension. Come on, God's in our midst. Brother Mason. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.